Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra. I'm really, really excited to share about my experience at the Tony Robbins event that I went to recently, as well as some of my biggest takeaways, some of my big habit changes. And at the end of this podcast, I'll also be sharing a really, really exciting piece of information about my own life and how this event has uh, encouraged me and inspired me to take some massive action in my life. So stay tuned to the very end to hear about this big change that's coming my way in my life that I cannot wait to share. I haven't shared it with many people just yet, so hey, why not just record it on a podcast and upload it to the internet, right? (laughs) And before anyone asks, no, I'm not pregnant, so... Um, A different announcement, not that. (laughs) So a lot of you can probably even hear the difference in my voice. I have so much energy and excitement radiating from me right now. So wherever you're at, hopefully this brings you some inspiration and excitement too. Because this event truly was the most life-changing weekend of my life. And my friends, I've been so blessed to go to so many epic events and trainings and seminars. And this one certainly set the new standard for outstanding. So if you're not familiar with Tony Robbins or if you're like, I just clicked this and I have no idea what you're even talking about, no worries. Tony Robbins is perhaps the most well-known inspirational speaker in the world. He has a variety of books, he has an incredible podcast, and he is an owner of 52 companies throughout the world, and he is a huge philanthropist and really does beautiful work in the world. But like so many of us, he came into this world with some really, really challenging circumstances, and he has risen to create such a ripple effect of change and healing. And one of the ways he offers this change and healing is through his in-person events. And the one I went to specifically this month was called Unleash the Power Within. And this could kind of be seen as like the step one to diving into the Tony Robbins experience. He's got lots of other trainings, but this is kind of like the first step for most people. It doesn't have to be, but for most people, they, they go to Unleash the Power Within or A lot of us call it UPW. So I was so blessed to go to UPW um, last weekend. I can't believe it's been a week um, in Los Angeles. And it, like I said, was absolutely life changing. He'd been on my radar for a couple years. But, um, you know, going to a seminar with him is a small investment. You know, they're typically $500 and up. Um, spanning up to a couple thousand dollars. And so when I first heard about him a couple years ago, I had a laundry list of excuses of why I couldn't go. I didn't have enough money. I couldn't get the time off. I created a huge amount of uh, excuses of why I couldn't do it and why I couldn't, uh, you know, take a big step in improving my life. And it's been amazing to see my own mindset change and to see me 
really step up and invest in myself. And especially in 2019, that's been a huge focus of mine, that this is my year to hone in on my own personal journey and to study with some of the best leaders and teachers in the world so that I can continue to be a better teacher as well. So um, when I saw the ad in, I believe, December for this event, it was amazing because I saw the price and I said, hell yes. And that was a huge, huge shift for me coming from you know, what I was not too long ago, I mean, a decade ago, you would have definitely called me the stingiest person (laughs) that you probably knew, to now being like, I'm so excited to invest in myself because I know it'll be worth every penny. And yeah, it absolutely was. So, um, and it was also held in Los Angeles. And Los Angeles is a place that I personally really, really love. I feel really inspired there. And so to think of seeing like the leader in my motivation, motivational speaking and mindset. That was me trying to say motivation and mindset at the same time. That was interesting. Um, to combine that within a place that feels so uplifting and energizing to me, like LA was a match made in heaven. So that's why I chose to take the leap and Oh my gosh, my friends, if you're looking for something really revolutionary, I highly, highly recommend Unleash the Power Within. It absolutely shifted my entire life. So throughout the weekend, it was four days of intensive study as we talked about mindsets, we talked about limiting beliefs, we talked about our dream lives that we want to cultivate. He had some incredible guest speakers And we walked on fire. Oh my gosh, that was the coolest thing. I'll talk about that in a minute. But all of this was creating a space for us to be able to look at ourselves a little closer, to identify the limiting beliefs that we all carry, and then to shift them. And one thing that I loved is he wasn't just having us remove limiting beliefs. He was also having us plant new seeds in their place, right? We often hear about like, let this go, let this go. Um, But then often because we let something go and there's now we could say a void or an empty space there, typically those limiting beliefs or those bad habits come right back. So I love that he took a lot of time and attention to cultivate new practices or beliefs or habits in their place. So over these four days, and these were 12 to 15 hour days, there were 15,000 of us at the Los Angeles Convention Center It was wild and yet so perfectly orchestrated. So I was just blown away as someone that leads events and retreats, obviously in a way smaller scale, to see how seamless the entire thing really was. So inspiring from a facilitator standpoint, as well as an attendee. So on Thursday night, our first day there, we had the experience to do a fire walk. And this is a really powerful... um, practice in a lot of cultures. He specifically has spent a lot of time in Fiji, and he shared that this was part of the initiation ritual for young men as they were kind of rising into the the warrior status, that this is part, or at least at one point, was part of their initiation process. Because if you can learn how to control your mind, then you can do anything. And this is the exact same basis of yoga. Yoga itself is not about being able to stand on your head or do some crazy pretzel pose. Yoga is about finding your edge and then being able to be at peace with it there. And that's why in yoga, 
modern postures didn't exist. When we think of like triangle pose or warrior, you know, letter A, AKA warrior one, this didn't exist 150 years ago. The postures themselves are very, very new. So what were these ancient yogis doing for thousands of years? They were putting themselves in challenging situations because they knew if they could learn to not react and to approach things from a space of inner peace, then they could do anything. They really were limitless. So I know it's kind of a tangent, but it really aligns to with yoga. So through challenge, we're able to learn how to shift our mind. And if we can shift our mind, we realize how infinitely powerful we really are. So yes, 15,000 of us walked across 1200 degree coals. And, you know, I don't know the science per se behind all of this, but I can tell you that I freaking walked across 1200 degree coals and I did not get burnt because my mindset and my energy and my belief system was so different. And, you know, I'm still blown away by it. And the feeling that I had when I'd walked across those coals and realized that I did it, that like my leg didn't melt off, that, <laughs> you know, I really was capable and that through the belief and the power of my mind, I did something that I thought impossible was beyond words. And this was at like one o'clock in the morning in the middle of downtown LA on top of the Los Angeles Convention Center. I mean, it was wild. So that was incredible. And then the rest of the weekend was other powerful practices to identify, like I said, limiting beliefs, to really get clear on what we do desire in life, and then to piece it all together and to talk about how we can become our best selves possible. So again, if you have the experience or the opportunity to go, absolutely go. I already know that I'll be going to many, many more events with him because he really, really does hold an incredible space for transformation. Highly recommend it. So I'm going to share a couple of my biggest takeaways. I have four specifically that, you know, if you're not able to go to UPW anytime soon, or, you know, if you're just like, I don't know if that's the right thing for me. And obviously this isn't a sales pitch. I don't get compensated for this, but I'm just excited to share with you what things have been really impactful in my life. And I would guess that a lot of this will resonate and offer you some inspiration too. So maybe by the end of this podcast, you'll feel like you got some of the biggest tools from Unleash the Power Within and you didn't even have to attend. So that's pretty cool. My number one biggest takeaway that has totally revolutionized my life, the way I think, the way I show up, is how to get into what he calls your peak states. And in this peak state, this is the state he got us into before we actually walked across the fire. When we're in this peak state, we really are limitless. We feel energized. I think the best way I could describe this is um, empowerment, like unlimited empowerment. You know that you are capable, you know that you are able, and you show up. And it is such a powerful state to get into. And he taught us how to get into this state and also how to get into it instantly in a exact, you know, he calls it in a heartbeat to be able to get into this peak states. Now, a lot of us obviously move throughout our lives, myself included, not really living in this peak state, right? When we're in our peak state too, we also take responsibility for how we react and we take responsibility for how things, um, you know, influence us. And as someone who 
has a story. If you listen to my podcast about my life story um, about a month ago, then you probably remember me saying that so much of my story revolved around me always feeling like the victim. Me always feeling like people were doing things to me. Me feeling like the black sheep or the outsider. These beliefs that I created that I can say in my entire life have really never served me. They've, if anything, taken me away from really incredible moments and opportunities. So to learn that there was an option for me to change this this like part of my being that I've had since I was extremely little was absolutely incredible. And it's also allowed me to approach a lot of really challenging situations, even in the last week, in a completely different way. Because how often are we feeling really good, we're having a great day, and then we get an email from someone that totally, totally throws us into this tailspin, and we're pissed, and we're sad, and we feel betrayed, and we feel all these emotions, and then it just totally ruins the rest of our day, right? Or someone at the grocery store looks at us a weird way and we spend the rest of the day or maybe even the week thinking, what did that mean? Or, you know, maybe we're driving, someone cuts us off in traffic and it really gets to us. I'm sure that resonates for most of us. That certainly resonates for me. And it's been amazing in the last week to see how different I live my life with this awareness. Um, some of you saw my Instagram story about some of my mini little breakthroughs before this podcast. And I shared that when I was driving back from LA to Utah, it was like the moment I got into the state of Utah, I had like four crazy erratic drivers cut me off in front of like semi trucks. And it was so dramatic. And my initial reaction came right up to the surface. And that was this like mini bout of road rage of like, Utah drivers are the worst. And it was amazing, though, because within a couple seconds, I could identify that reaction and completely let it go. And I've never been able to do that before in my life, my friends. This is a big deal. I've also had to deal with some challenging situations via email and with some um, clients and things, things that are certainly out of my comfort zone. And yet I have approached them in such a different way than I would have two weeks ago. And I'm able to have so much integrity in it and so much compassion and also allow people to vent their frustrations and what's going on for them and not take any of it personally. That, just that experience, that ability to get into this peak state and understand what it is was worth every penny. Just for that piece of wisdom, I would pay all of that again. So that's been really, really valuable for me. And I think likely for every single human being in the world to learn how to get into this empowered state. And he does this through a set of practices and exercises. You could even YouTube um, peak state Tony Robbins and you'll see a little bit more about it. Um, Another amazing takeaway I had from this experience was a call to cultivate more relationships with mentors and people that really inspire me. This was a big theme at UPW, and that was him encouraging every one of us in the room to reflect on the people we spend the most time with in our lives and to ask ourselves, do any of these people have the life of my dreams? Or do any of these people even have traits that I seek to embody? 
And I think a lot of us would be surprised to realize that we might have like one or two people maybe in our lives that inspire us or really model what it means to have a healthy relationship or a beautiful spiritual connection or, you know, that balance of success and joy or, you know, whatever it is we desire in this life. Likely all of us are kind of surrounded by people that don't necessarily embody what we desire to live. And so it was a call for all of us to surround ourselves with mentors and people that really inspire us. And so it's been amazing for me to tune into that and to realize that that I would like to cultivate more connections and to create more mentors in the present time for me. I've had so many amazing mentors over my journey, but oftentimes they were kind of like a in a certain setting, they were my mentor and then I moved on. And so this is exciting for me to feel ready to begin to study with more people and, and all this aligns beautifully with my intention in 2019 to invest in myself, to continue to seek out some of the best leaders in the world in the realm of the divine feminine, natural health, personal development, to continue doing my work and to surround myself with people that really inspire me and really encourage me to follow my dreams. That's really important. So um, one thing he had said throughout the weekend was, you know, love your family, but pick your mentors. Meaning, you know, if you have people in your life, like family members or even friends or coworkers that aren't super supportive or maybe, you know, think you've gone off the deep end since you're like listening to this podcast or <laughs> attending a retreat or going to a Tony Robbins event, you know, that's okay. We can still love them and offer them compassion and certainly keep them in them in our lives but you need to be surrounded by people that empower you and inspire you so you may feel called to reflect on your own life and to think about the people that do love and support you unconditionally and push you to grow those are the people you want to keep really really close my third biggest takeaway from UPW was this quote and before I say the quotes I heard it about a year ago, and I have to admit, the first time I heard it, I really didn't like it. It really triggered something in me, and so it was funny to hear it again at the seminar and to have a completely different reaction to it. It was as though I was finally ready to hear it and to understand it. And it's very simple. He says, if you're not growing, you're dying. To me, a year ago, that felt so black and white. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> if you're not growing, you're dying. This sounds so absolute, so hardcore. Like, isn't there some gray area? Like, can you still be growing, but like kind of, you know, hibernating maybe? <laughs> and um, no, it's if you're not growing, you're dying. And this could be seen in a business perspective, certainly. Obviously, that's what Tony Robbins does very, very well is mentor some of the greatest business minds in the world, but also personally, also in our relationships, also in our spiritual connection. All of these things can relate to this quote. So if you're not actively going out and doing more, you know, showing up for yourself or showing up for others, then that's dying. So this really resonated for me in terms of my business because I think there's this interesting uh, mentality or like thought that 
in business, you know, you just got to like get to a certain place and then you're set and you're good. And that's so not true. It's always shifting and always changing. So this was a big reminder for me to continue to evolve my brand and to continue to shift my offerings so that I can keep it fresh and engaging and empowering. And so in the next couple months, there's going to be a lot of shifts coming up that I think are going to really resonate with so many women. So I'm choosing to grow because I want to move forward and I want to show up in an even more empowered way. My last biggest takeaway, and granted, I have a notebook with like 16 of my biggest takeaways and I'm just sharing four. So for time's sake, this is what we're doing. Um, The fourth was he recommended that we all feed our minds for at least 10 minutes a day. And he also taught us a really amazing priming practice that he does every single morning. So what he means by feeding your mind for at least 10 minutes a day, this means to surround yourself with something empowering or inspiring, something that really teaches you something. So this could be an audiobook, this could be actually opening a book, this could be watching something really informational or inspiring on YouTube, something that really leaves you feeling like, yes, I am ready to take on this day. So not something depressing or something that's kind of just like more for entertainment's sake, something that feeds your mind. And then I've been doing his priming practice every single morning since uh, the event, and I love it. Um, I'll post in the show notes here the link to a YouTube video so you can see how he does it. But it's essentially breath of fire. If you're familiar with kundalini yoga, it's very quick uh, inhales and exhales through the nose. And then you're reflecting on the things you're grateful for. You're doing some other breath work. And then you're envisioning things that you want to accomplish and create in your life. So it's super simple. It takes me, I don't know, five, ten minutes. And it's just the first thing I do every morning. And it has been so powerful really has set my my entire day to be empowered and engaged and I feel that it's easier to stay in my peak state when I begin my day in this way. So I'll link that below, but at the very least, if you want to do the priming exercise or not, do think about feeding your mind for at least 10 minutes every single day. So those were my biggest takeaways and you can see those are like juicy takeaways. There's a lot to them. super exciting and then there's been some big habit changes that i've chosen to make from this event there was one point on day three which is considered the transformation day and i had zero idea about what that day was going to include and it was i'll admit really intense but intense in the best way possible because i certainly left that day feeling more connected to myself than perhaps ever before So there's been some big habit changes that I'm choosing to make. So I'm going to share them with you. They're kind of vulnerable. Um, And you may find that one of them inspires you and you'd like to do it too. Or maybe this just encourages you to reflect on your life and maybe choose to make a habit change. I think so often we think about the new year and we set all of our intentions then. And oftentimes, you know, some of them kind of fall away. I know some of the ones that I set on New Year's, um, I've not been doing. (laughs) And then we kind of think like, well, next year I'll do it, right? It's March, like I already fell off the boat, Eh, I'll do it next year. 
And I loved setting these new habits without a specific day, like a new year telling me I need to do it. And instead just choosing in an instant that I was ready for something different. So know that you at any point in your life can make a change. So one big shift I'm doing every week that came through really strong for me was I take one day a week now off of social media completely. And today actually was my social media cleanse day. And I can't tell you how interesting it's been to watch what my body does when I'm not paying attention. If you know what I mean, it's like the subconscious takes over. Every time I open my phone, I feel my finger hover over the the little button for Instagram or Facebook. It just like shoots there and I almost touch it and then I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> not today. And it's crazy. So it's it's obviously there's some form of an addiction there. There's something like I'm looking for a little dopamine hit from seeing, you know, that someone commented on on a post or something. So I'm really excited about this change. Um, it has felt so good to do this social media cleanse. This was my first day actually, but I'm committing to do it every single week. And I realized today that it also is kind of allowing me to have a day off. And when you're an entrepreneur, you really don't get a lot of actual days off because you're constantly running your business. And I know for me personally, I really enjoy what I do. And so it's not necessarily bad for me to work seven days a week. In fact, I get kind of excited like, ooh, I'm going to write some blog posts today or I'm going to think about content for podcasts. And so today was like my first day off at home in a really long time. So that was exciting. Another big thing I committed to was to recommit to a really good regular exercise regime. I feel so good when I am regularly moving my body. I do go to yoga five or six times a week and I do um, uphill kind of like hikes slash walks three or four times a week. But I'm recommitting to get back into more intense like interval training kind of workouts because I do feel really, really good when I'm doing them regularly. And I'm choosing to recommit to that. I've also committed to reading one new book a week. And this feels so New Year's resolution-y. And I, I don't even like saying it because it sounds so lame to read one new book a week. But um, this is a big one for me because I realized at this event that it's been a long time that a long time since I really sat down and read an entire book, like cover to cover. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I skim a lot of books, but it's hard for me to remember the last time I really read one book cover to cover. And as a kid, I loved to read. I was so into fantasy books as a kid. And then in my teens, I was really into nonfiction. A lot of you that know me personally know that John Krakauer is like my favorite author ever. He wrote Into the Wild and Under the Banner of Heaven and Into Thin Air. He's incredible. And so I, I was surprised with myself when I realized, wow, I do really love reading and yet I have not made that a priority at all. So I'm really excited about that and to see, you know, throughout a year, maybe I'll have read 54 books. That would be pretty incredible. How much wiser would I be after reading 54 books? The last big habit change, this isn't really a change, but this event really reignited my desire to stay off of coffee. 
And I may do another podcast just on this subject because I know a lot of us love our coffee and a lot of you have asked why I've chosen to give up coffee. So if you're interested in me doing a whole podcast on that, just let me know and I'll add it to the list. (laughs) But about a month ago, I think actually a month ago to the day, I gave up coffee cold turkey And there were a lot of reasons for it. One, I could just feel an addiction forming in that I had to have it every day. And in my mind, I'd kind of made it feel like it's healthy. You know, I'm blending coconut oil and butter with it and like collagen. I'm making like a bulletproof coffee. But the fact is it's still coffee and it's still acidic. And the other big reason was I knew it wasn't doing anything for my kidneys and Some of you may know, I think it was five years ago now, I was hospitalized for a systemic kidney infection that almost killed me. And I had a lot of scarring and my kidneys were very sensitive for a long time after that. My kidneys are finally 100% healed, but I still have a lot of mindfulness around them and want to make sure that they're nourished and supported and coffee does not nourish or support kidneys. So... I think there were a combination of things. There's a lot more to the story, but I I felt that it was time for me to quit coffee. So one day I was drinking coffee and the next day I said, I am 100% done with coffee. So being at this conference, they talked a lot about health and wellness and it just reiterated the importance of staying off of coffee for me and allowing my body to have other habits that serve it much better. So that was really exciting. So those are my biggest habit changes, and I guess you could also say they're habit changes that I've been operating in this um, peak state for the most part, and you know I'm obviously not in it all day, every day, but especially when I notice something rise up, something that's stressful or something that's challenging, it's amazing to be able to get back into that peak state and to be able to show up fully and to really be present. So that's been a giant change in my life. Okay, so I know you're all like, that's nice and all, but I'm just here to hear the announcement. (laughs) And that's fine, I honor that. So I had one big thing come up for me while I was at the event, something that I've dreamed of doing for years, but I've been too afraid to do it. And one thing Tony said during the event was, we all know that feeling when we know we're meant to do something and yet it terrifies us. We don't want to do it. And he said, when you feel that, then you must do it. And that really resonated for me with this specific decision because it's something I want. It scares the shit out of me. And therefore I know that I need to do it or in his words that I must do it. So Um, Yeah, I haven't even told like a lot of my close friends or family about this yet. So it feels kind of premature to announce it on a podcast. But it also feels like something that's really authentic for me and something I'm really excited about. And so I'm grateful to share it with all of you in this capacity. So the big announcement is that by the end of 2019, I will be moving to Los Angeles. And like I said, terrifying and also really, really exciting, specifically to the Santa Monica area, right on the beach. And it's been such a whirlwind, this decision. Like I said, I've wanted to do it for a number of years, but so 
there have been so many negative things put on me and that I've put on myself about this decision. And being there surrounded by all of these incredible human beings at UPW and being in Santa Monica and feeling that energy, it was so igniting for me. And I do absolutely love Utah. I love Salt Lake City. This is where I grew up. I left for a few years to live in Michigan. So I have, you know, left before and lived in other places. And so I know that I'm capable. Um, Something that I realized about a month ago when I was in LA before at a different event, I realized that I like Utah because it feels really safe, because it feels really comfortable, because I know people here, I know how to get around, I know like the best restaurants, I know where to go hiking. It's comfortable, it's familiar. And unfortunately, generally, (laughs) growth does not happen in the comfort zone. Growth happens outside of it. So yes, the thought of getting, you know, a U-Haul and driving 12 hours to LA to a place where I really don't know anyone. (laughs) I know a couple people very like casually, but um, yeah, to think about showing up and just being like, hey, I'm here (laughs) is really intense. And yet I know that it is the next step for me. So um, thank you for celebrating that with me. I'm really, really excited. It looks like it's gonna be in October and I'll still be in Utah a lot because a lot of the work I do is here and I do love Utah so much, but I am feeling like it is time for me to stop making excuses and to take this step. And maybe I'll only live there a year, maybe I'll live there for the next three decades. I don't know and I'm not overanalyzing it. But what I do know is that by the end of this year, I'll be living in Santa Monica and continuing the next level of my journey, personally, in my business, in relationships, in all of the above. So, yep, I just, I just announced that on the internet, so it's out there now. Uh, I am so grateful for all of you that tune into these podcasts. In case you didn't hear, um, this podcast has been downloaded over a thousand times already, and that means the world to me. To know that so many of you have felt inspired to listen and to see so many of you subscribed and regularly choosing to tune in, it really means the world to me and I appreciate you and love all of you so much. And thank you to every single one of you that's left a review on iTunes. Definitely have cried about most, if not all of them, because they're so beautiful and heartfelt and I, yeah, I am just so grateful. So thank you. Um, As a reminder, we put out a new podcast every Monday. And if you're looking for fresh inspiration throughout the week, we post a new blog every day, Monday through Friday. So whenever you're feeling like you need a little support, a little inspiration, if you're browsing Facebook or, or Instagram mindlessly and want to check in and do something that maybe feeds your mind, you're always welcome to go to goddessceremony.com slash blog and you'll find lots of really amazing blog posts about pretty much every subject you can imagine. So to summarize this entire podcast, if you get the chance to go study with Tony Robbins, do it. It was incredible. But also consider the ways that you can show up for yourself a little bit more right now. And you don't need to go and invest, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever to study with someone 
maybe showing up for yourself right now is to just have a little more compassion for yourself. Or maybe it's to change a little habit that's really not serving you. Maybe the first thing you do in the morning is check Instagram. Or maybe you've gotten into a habit of eating out every day for lunch rather than packing something from home. It doesn't need to be a big, giant thing. Instead, ask yourself, what can you do right now to serve yourself? And what will make a big impact in the long run? That's what really matters. So, so much love to each and every one of you. And next week, I can't wait. There's going to be such a good podcast about another, quote, taboo subject. So stay tuned for that. Cannot wait to connect with all of you then. Until then, much love, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.